welcome to another Win Daily Show. This is the third time you've all seen me tonight. Hopefully you're all the same people and we're getting more and more of your friends to come along. And don't worry, I have a, a fourth showing here all night. But today, I guess now, I'm with Sia, I am with Joel, and we are talking some PGA. We're talking the Safeway Open. Sia, how are you doing tonight, man? I'm good. You know how you know you're the hardest working man on the airwaves? How? is because you're going to be doing four or five shows today and you literally just got married 48 hours ago. Yep. Uh, yeah, give or take. Yeah, I guess a couple, like like 56, but I appreciate that. But wow, that's I appreciate impressive. It. Oh, wait, you know, you're right. No, yeah, 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 like 56, give or take. But thank you. I appreciate it. It was a blast. Had a lot of fun. My lovely wife uh, not wearing the ring because it's really uncomfortable. Don't know why anyone does that, but it is what it is. Joel, how are you today, bud? I'm doing well. I, I can't complain. I'm looking forward to... Not just another great week of golf, but a great weekend for sports. I mean, NBA playoffs, NFL starting. We are in prime shape. It's the uh, we this Thursday um, and Sunday we have sports equinoxes, which is pretty fantastic. So anyone out there, we have baseball, basketball, football, and hockey all on the same day, all on the same night. So get your four TVs ready, everybody. Let's get it. But we're here to talk about golf. I guess I'm not going to no, I'm not going to say golf is the fifth sport in that equinox. I'm sorry, Joel. But did you have something before, else to say? Before we dive in, I just want to defend you. Um, I don't wear my writing ring either. <laughs> Me neither. And Me for, neither. Think about it this way. If you go 25, 30 years without wearing any jewelry, and then all of a sudden you just have to wear jewelry all the time, it's just not comfortable. And like I find myself when I do wear it, I'm just like fiddling with it and like it's uncomfortable, it's annoying me. So I get it. And defending those who get shamed for not wearing the ring, don't be shamed about it. It's fine. We still love our wives. We just don't like feel comfortable wearing rings. Thank you, Joel. I really do appreciate that because I have been shamed already. And as Sia said, it's been, you know, 48 hours. So people, let's calm down a little bit. But no, it's it's uncomfortable. It looks really cool, though. Got a really cool looking one. It's just it's, just, it's not comfortable. Yeah. Maybe also. on like special occasions. I'm the same exact way. We could do a whole show on this. And and by the way, it sounds like we married people who are like kind of cool with that and understand that like I've literally never even worn a watch before. And you want me to put on a ring like I don't yeah. wear jewelry. It's just not my thing. So a wedding ring, that's that's out. I mean, I wear it sometimes, but very, very. I'm 100% going to clip this and this is what we're going to use on social media because I think this is the most important part. Uh, life lessons from the Wind Daily crew. But there let's start with golf. We're going to Safeway Open. It's technically a new season, if I'm not mistaken, as I read in Sia's article today. But Joel, tell me a little bit about what you're looking at here for the field uh, as I make one of my last fantasy football picks of the night. Yeah, so the big thing I think to keep in mind for this tournament is as soon as you pull up a DraftKings page and you start looking at sellers, you'll notice – the first name at the top is Siwoo Kim. Now, no disrespect to Siwoo Kim. He's a good golfer. But very rarely is he the highest priced, most expensive golfer in a slate. So it tells you it's a different type of, of field. So the first thing that came to my mind was, you know, in, in a normal week when you have your Roms, Thomas, what have you, Johnson, Siwoo Kim at most is in the 8,000s, right? So what happened, and I think I mentioned this a few tournaments back, We've thinned out the pool. What that's telling me is there's not a big difference between Siwoo Kim and somebody at 8,000 range. So if you're paying up, it's really more to be different, in my opinion, than it is necessarily because you think that's the best golfer because there's not a big difference between these guys from 10,000 down to seven. So a majority of my lineups, I'm going to be built trying to just – because I will say this. I think there's a very small difference between maybe 7,000 up to the top 
But when you get to the six, those guys are the the lower tier, right? Those, that is another tier below. So I want to avoid that range, but I want to get as many middle tier guys as I can because they, in the, if, if a guy had played well last week, he would have been the 10,000 guy, right? So it's like a recency bias more than it is how good the golfer is. So from that perspective, I think you can build more balanced lineups this week, keep as many guys above 7,000 as you can, and it's not going to be a big difference. You don't need to fit in your Roms and Thomases because they're not in the field. Yeah, and it looks like one of those top guys is even considered out. looks like Matt Kuchar is already uh, out. So takes out one of those 10K guys for you, so it kind of evens out the field a little bit more. And yeah, some of these names that we're seeing real high up here are usually those guys in the 7, um, you know, sometimes even 6K range, so that's interesting. So Sia, talk to me a little bit about this. I don't know, do you want to start here just at the top and just talk uh, as that, or do you just want to kind of point out a couple dudes that you're really liking for this tournament again considering that it's such a you know just a weird weird layout so far yeah so we're gonna kind of do it like rapid fire this this particular episode because we're doing an nfl episode right around nine o'clock so i figure we'll kind of just do what we've done in the past but we'll just do it a lot faster and i think this is a really good tournament to do that because like joel said i mean the first thing i did when i well, the first thing i said to myself when i looked at this field is oh like a balanced lineup makes sense here and it's almost like i mean like joel said it's almost like you're being contrarian by taking one of these top or a couple of these top guys because it doesn't really make sense to so you know you i guess the point is you can build your lineup however you want like this is the perfect time to build like pick a couple contrarian players of course but also just kind of like who makes sense for this course. And so that's sort of where I'm at more than I am in, in other tournaments. So if we just start at the top, listen, I like Siwoo. I've picked him in a couple tournaments ago or a few tournaments ago. I had him on a DFS team. I mean, I might have one share out of 10 of him, but like I'm, that's not too impressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, Phil, you know, Kuchar's out. Shane Lowry's solid, but not not really a fan of him. Brandon Steele's probably going to be popular because – He's won here before, and he's he's actually been really good lately. His his ownership percentage is, is around twenty five percent already. So like clearly a lot of people like him, but like you should never be lock buttoning Brandon Steele. So it's like you can have a couple shares of him if you want, maybe in a cash lineup, but like yeah, you know, kind of thanks but no thanks on that one. Um, and then I'll I'll just go through some of the nine thousand guys I like, and then Joel, I'll kick it to you for some of the guys that you like. So Sergio's on here, maybe a couple shares. Not not too impressed with that. Jordan Spieth, I haven't taken him in about. I don't know, 18, 19 months. I don't plan, even in a weak field, I don't plan on doing it now. Maybe if he was lower priced, I'd consider it. I do like Emiliano Grillo at 9,700. He's so good with his ball striking. His putter always just kills him. But it's, and this will be kind of a tricky surface to put on, but he's a guy I've generally been playing lately. And I think if his ball striking is as good as I think it can be, his putter won't need to be on fire because he'll be getting it so close to the hole. So um, I like him. I like Chez Reby a little bit. Um, just kind of going down. I'm not really on Domin quite yet. Eric Van Royen, I think, is interesting. Maybe a couple shares. And then the rest of the 9K range, I am a little bit hint- interested in Her- Harold Varner the third, the third, three, RG3. But anyway, yeah. the point is, when I've looked at his like metrics, his strokes gain metrics, the last, I don't know, four or five tournaments he's played, it does worry me a little bit. So I think his pedigree is great. I do like him, but uh, you know, he's, again, another guy I'll only have a couple shares of. I think the guys I'm highest on are probably Emiliano Grillo in this range and uh, maybe Chez Reeve and Eric Van Royen. Love it. That was a lot. Sorry, I'm not going to lie. I was paying attention to my fantasy football team for a little bit there because uh, my pick came in. So, Joel, do you have any rebuttal to what Sia said, or do you want to agree with him in any way, shape, or form? Yeah, so I think the, the biggest, my biggest takeaway, what I tried to do this this week was try and find an edge in course history. And I, I really kind of searched and scrubbed and 
the only thing that comes up is Brandon Steele won back-to-back two or three years ago. So, yes, he has two championships here. But the last two times he played here, he wasn't that good. And he's Brandon Steele, right? This isn't like somebody who's a top-tier guy. He's Brandon Steele, so it's $10,000. It's just too much. Uh, it's kind of the same concept with, like, Phil Mickelson, right? Phil Mickelson has a great course history, a lot of these courses, but he's, like, 50, and he's not the same player he was when he was getting all these top scores. So, uh, even though Brandon Steele's not as old as Phil Mickelson, he's also not as elite of a golfer. So, like, to think that he can just replicate that he's not the same form. He is playing better, but, um, you know, if, if course history is something you want to look at, then, yes, he's probably the strongest one in the field, but I still don't love him even with that. Um Looking at this top range, to be honest, I'm going to have very little exposure to anyone just for the sheer reason is I don't think there's that big a difference between these guys and the guys below them, and there's no reason to pay up if I can if I get more guys in the lower range. Um, Siwoo is interesting because he gets a lot of birdies and he's been playing well in the last couple of tournaments. Um, so maybe I'll have a little bit of him, but that's really all I'm looking at the top range. When I go down to the 9,000s, a guy that I f- I'm finding interesting right now uh, that I'm looking a lot at is Sergio Garcia. And the reason being, I just think he's the best golfer in the field. Um, he hasn't played that great recently, but you know, getting the best golfer at the field at the fifth highest price, I, I feel like that's a pretty good bargain. Uh, so that's why I'm kind of leading Sergio, just thinking, you know, when was the last time you saw Sergio in a field with these names? Right? Normally he's going up against all the big guys, and that's why he kind of fades a little bit. But now there's there's no one that kind of is a bigger name than him. So uh, I like Sergio for that reason. I also want to take a look at Spieth this week. You know, Spieth is a, is a guy that he's he's so, like, volatile that it's hard to play him in some of these tournaments. But I think what's going to do him a lot of favors is the fact that his pedigree is, you know, top five in this tournament. He doesn't have to worry about you – know, I think the winning score might be a little not as high this week. Not because – of the course, but because of the competition. Um, and so for that reason, right, maybe, you know, a negative eight or nine for the week could win in a week where we had everyone, it would have been negative 16, right? So for that reason is why I like speeds because I think he's just better at golf than the rest of these guys, even though, you know, in the regular fields, I'd probably fade him. Um, I do, I'm with Sia on Grillo. I think he's just, uh, I think one, his game fits this course. Um, and two, he's a nice, he's a nice, uh, He's in good form, you know, and he's another one of those guys where he his game is almost upticking this week because of the of the field. Right, he's normally a below average golfer, and in this field, he's above average. So in that case, you know, I, I like him from that standpoint. I always like Joel Dahman if he's available. Um, obviously, I like him a lot better at sixty six hundred than at nine thousand. But he's one of those guys that, for DFS purposes, right, he's always getting he's volatile. He's always getting a lot of birdies and and. Uh, and that's how you win. So keep this in mind as well. Even if you don't want to play him for the whole weekend, keep him in mind for showdown. So like one of my things is always with showdown is is Palmer, right? Palmer's will like go like two over, three over, and then no one wants to touch him because oh this guy stinks. He's like the cheapest guy. He's over par every day. And I'm like, yeah, but you always has that one day where he goes four or five under. So I just keep going back to him, knowing that one day is going to come. So Domin's similar. If you don't want to trust him for the full weekend. Definitely take some showdown slates on him because he will have one day where he's, you know, four or five under. I love that. Yes. And you can check out a lot of Joel's showdown articles on windailysports.com. Right? Absolutely. All right. All right. right. I almost forgot. The one other person I want to touch on this range is uh, Varner. I do think Varner, his uh, 
His aim shoots this course really well. <laughs> his his game suits this course really well. So from there, I like him. And similar to the other guys that I'm mentioning, he's uh, he's just he's a good golfer, right? Um, and I think he's being in a weaker field like this is going to do him a lot of favors. I like that. Yeah, it's it's weird, man. Some of these guys, you said, you know, some of these guys that we're talking about here in this 9K range, usually we're like, yeah, this is kind of. You know, this is where you can find a lot of value. Well, not this week. And I think that's what that's one of the weird things. Obviously, we just had a huge, huge last few weeks for all of the top guys in the world, essentially, and seeing what they were able to do. And now some of these other guys are trying to make a little bit of money. Shout out DJ as well. We did not, um, you know, we didn't give him any love at the beginning. I know, you know, we, we've made fun of him multiple times. We've made a lot of money on him uh, multiple times. And, you know, shout out to him for taking home 15 million. Paulina needs the money. So, um, I do want to, I'll toss it actually back to you, Joel. So as you said, you're really kind of fading a lot of this top, top end. There's obviously a few guys you like, you'll play some of them, this, that, the other, how are you, I guess is this 8k range where you're really going to start kind of hammering home a bunch of your lineup, you know, get three ish, four ish guys from this range, probably closer to three guys from this range to really, you know, fill the meat of the meat and potatoes in the lineup. For sure. Yeah. So majority of my lineup so far, I've looked Typically, two guys in the 9K range, three guys in the 8K, and then kind of filling in you know, what I have salary-wise from there. Um, so from the from the 8K range, so Henrik Norlander is a guy that I like. Like I think I like him more than I should. Like I'm above him mm-hmm. like, from exposure point. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of telling me to kind of maybe shy away from a little bit. Um, I'm definitely going to have some exposure to him. He did hit a point earlier this summer where he was hot. And so I was talking a lot about him and he was playing it. He's cooled off. And sometimes when you cool off and you got to, you know, I'm kind of leaning to maybe it's time to stay away, right? He's, you know, maybe he'll pick it back up later and we'll go back to him. So I'm not – like if this was a month ago, I would probably be playing 90% Norlander. I think he's in a bit of a downslope trajectory. So I'm probably going to still be playing him, but probably more like 20 25%. Uh yeah, we put some money on Henrik Norlander a couple of weeks ago, too. We did, and we didn't win. So We didn't win. So we learned our lesson, and now we're no longer. <laughs> uh, no, well, in fairness, yes, we put some money on him a couple weeks ago when I, on the pocket we didn't win. However, I've won a lot of money betting on him earlier than that, so yes. it balances out. It balances out. Yes, yes. yes. Um, so another guy in this range, I like Tyler Duncan. I know this is one of C's boys. He always is, is on Duncan, so – um, I do like him this week. He's uh, he's another one of those guys that can get you a lot of birdies. So from a DFS standpoint, you know you can sur- as long as he makes the cut, you can survive him going you know two or three over one day. Mm-hmm. Uh, as long as he has you know his two or three days where he goes really low. Um, a, a guy to definitely keep your eye on is Bud Cauley. I don't know if you guys remember two tournaments ago he came out hot uh, and he was like the leader or top three in, in the first round. He cooled off a little bit, but that was in a that was in a major tournament with all the big names. So he's a guy that can compete. Um, so from that standpoint, I like him. And then I'm gonna have my eye on Glover. I think Glover is, is uh probably one of the better golfers in the field at this price point. I think he's a good value. I love it. See ya. How do you like the state K range? So this is, I think, where you're going to win your tournament to, to some degree. Like this is where, like, I think the upper shelf of golfers are f- from a value standpoint. Um, I'll just start off with. Cam Davis. Uh, I think Cam Davis is great. I mean, he's he's great off the tee. He's he's 
better on he's getting better on approach um he's just a guy that's been hot lately i think his last four or five tournaments he's been pretty much on fire for a name like cam davis so i'm gonna have a lot of shares of cam davis um sam burns is another guy I like he's another guy that people think oh he's just long off the tee but if you actually look at his last you know four or five tournaments like he's really been improving on approach as well so he's got the length that you'll want in this tournament but he also is developing that approach game so i actually actually like i i would have no issue if you started your team with cam davis and sam burns i mean you'll have the money to, to take a higher guy and that's fine but but i like those two guys quite a bit i like norlander too and, and i agree he has cooled off maybe that's the time to take him he has showed enough upside over the last you know since the restart to to think to yourself, okay, this guy has the game. It's just a matter of when he actually puts it out there. So, you know, I'm, I'm lesser on Henrik Norlander than I am Sam Burns or Cam Davis, but but I like Norlander to some degree. Of course, I like T Tyler Duncan. Shout out to Sicily Kid because that's just as much his guy as it is mine, if not more his guy. He's He's been all over Tyler Duncan. Uh, I have this in my article. I think, it, I think it's Tyler Duncan. I'm, I'm going to check right now. Yeah. Over the last 13 tournaments that Tyler Duncan has played, he's lost strokes ball striking once. Like one tournament out of those 13, he's lost strokes ball striking. He's just one of those names. He's very consistent. And he's just one of those guys that like is finally sort of priced up to some degree. But 8,400 in this tournament, that's yeah. not really priced up, right? So uh, Danny Lee's my guy, but he withdrew. But those are the guys. I'm not really on Mark Hubbard. I, I kind of was on him initially, but for the research, I'm off him. And honestly, Lucas Glover, he's been so underwhelming lately that I'm just going to stay away from him. But I, I just don't see the upside with Lucas Glover, whereas I do see it with guys like Duncan, Norlander, Cam Davis, and Sam Burns. And so, see, I agree with that. So the thing with Glover that I would say is this. Glover usually doesn't have that upside. He's not a guy that gets you top fives and tens, but he's consistent where I like him to get 20, 30. He'll be good, maybe not great, but he's always pretty good. So from that standpoint, think about what you're playing, right? So if you're playing a smaller tournament, a cash game, Glover's a good play. He's going to be a plus player. Uh, GPP, you probably don't want to play Glover because he's probably not going to get you high enough to, to score in a GPP tournament. Yep. Yeah. Sounds and we're right. trying to take down the Millie Maker, so <laughs> no, but not necessarily. I mean, honestly, I barely enter the Millie Maker. Like I, I'm in like three max in, in in single entry tournaments more than I am that. So that's that's solid advice. Yeah. And I don't actually think there's a Millie Maker this. Uh... Actually, surprising this week. So that not only is it not a Millie Maker, so that usually if they don't do a Millie oh, Maker, yeah. they'll do 500. They're not even doing 500. The highest this week I think is 200, which yeah. is the first I've seen that ever. So yeah, why are why are we even doing this, guys? <laughs> Let's just move to NFL at this point. Why that? Oh, because they're giving away millions and millions of dollars for NFL this week. I think that might be uh, DraftKings a uh, little bit of a problem there. All right. So again, the seven K range is gigantic. Oh my goodness! I'm not even going to try and count how many dudes are just like seventy five hundred and under. It looks like half the field. This field is also huge. Did I not realize that this field is like? 150 people deep it looks like Jeez. well we're back to normal full field events so wow. this is a normal yeah i guess it's i guess what we'll happened was field two weeks ago yeah, yeah that 30 field event did yeah. something to my brain i think that's what it was um well, and the week before that was only 70 because of the kept getting smaller and smaller so we've been a couple weeks of smaller fields and now mm. we're back to normal so it okay. feels like whoa yeah it looks like too many people but most <laughs> of them are 6k so see let's start with you on the 7k range we got about 10 minutes left so we hop out of here, uh, and my fantasy football turn is up. So let's see what kicker I get. I'll toss it to you, Sia. Talk to me about the 7K range. 
Okay, everybody needs to stop playing in leagues with kickers, by the way. Defenses are good. Kickers are bad. Let's 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 just kickers I know you're in it. You said a bunch of 50 year olds that don't know what they're doing. So they that's fine. No I get idea. It. It's hysterical. But but... Recommend that next year. Right. Um, OK, so uh, the 7K range, I, I honestly wasn't that impressed with. it. I'm going to try to live in that 8K range and kind of just see where the chips fall. Maybe grab a couple 6K guys. But of the 7K guys that I like, you know, Cameron Tringali is interesting. He's very. Oh, by the way. Sergio Garcia, that, that was such a smart comment you made, Joel, about Sergio Garcia. I just want to note, he's going to be under 15% owned. You can pretty much bank the, the fact that he's going to be under 15% owned. So for a guy who pedigree-wise, and, and you know his recent form isn't awful, at least if you go from like the restart on or if you just take the, this last year, you know, that – a 12, 13% guy who could win this thing that, and, and he's so, you know, under the radar right now, it really makes sense to grab uh, Sergio. So I'll definitely be adding a couple shares of that, but um, Cameron Tringal is interesting. You know, he's very popular. He's, he's shaping up at around 20% ownership. I normally like Tringali and he's actually competed in, in some events as of late, but honestly, when I looked at his numbers and this is recency bias to a degree, but I, when I looked at his approach numbers in particular, it wasn't the same approach numbers I remember Cameron Tringal having. So I, I don't want to say I'm completely off of him, but if he's going to be super high owned and he hasn't been great a, as of late mm-hmm. in the category that I think he's normally great at, I'm probably just going to go ahead and, and skip Cameron Tringal, a guy I really like, and this is an upside play. Um, so these upside plays have low floors, of course, uh, Luke List. I think Luke List has been pretty great lately. I mean, his putter usually fails him. I mean, you could say that about three quarters of this field, but but Luke List putter at times is like really bad. But it's just one of those things. He's he's been good at ball striking, and he can potentially find a hot putter. And if you're great at ball striking, you won't have the the you know eighteen or fifteen foot putts. Maybe you'll you know get it to six seven feet and make half of those, and you're in good shape. So of the seven K range, honestly, he was the only guy that really popped out at me. I will tell you that I think Wes Bryan at seventy one hundred is also another good play. I love it. I love it. And Sia, we're going to come back to you in a second for your secret weapon, of course. But Joel, talk to me a little bit about the seven K range again. If you're hit, you're hitting that eight K range pretty hard, you're hitting that nine K range for a couple guys. I'm assuming there'll be one or two that you're really looking at here in the seven K range. Yeah, there's actually a handful of guys here that I like. So I know we're we're short on time, so I'm just gonna kind of go through and just list them off. Um, Charles Schwartzel, I'm, I'm really looking at when you when you're looking at a guy who is a course fit with decent course history, um, and you know just in a, a plus golfer in a weak field. I think he's kind of checking all those boxes and looking at 1% ownership. I think he's a great kind of play here. Um, Another guy in this range that that I'm targeting is Cabrera Bello. He's known to be really good on his approach shots. Like that's his biggest strength is ball striking. And uh, that's what this, I mean, obviously most courses favor your ball striking and approach shots, but uh, that's the metric to to target here. And that's kind of what his plus is. So uh, him getting hot for a weekend is certainly there. And he's like the opposite for the GPP of Glover. Whereas, you know, he's, you know, like, like, like Sia was saying, um, high ceiling, low floor. Uh, but you, if you can catch lightning in a bottle with him this week, uh, he's one of those guys that you want to put in there in GPP. One of the guys that I really like here is Bryce Garnett. Uh, Bryce Garnett actually does have a decent course history. He's probably the only other guy other than Steele that I could find some, him and Schwartz were the guys I could find some course history on that were successful. Um, and you know he he's I think he's underwhelmingly I think he's under the radar I think he's a better golfer than he gets credit for he's he's usually competing uh, so for that st- standpoint at seventy one hundred I think you can really build some nice lineups getting you know all those guys like Sergio and whatnot from the eight thousand range and then squeeze him in there at the end I love it 
couple a uh, couple notes for me on the 7k range charl is not charles there's no es at the end of his name that really threw me for a loop yeah. and if our friend mr gooch is this far down in this field it's <laughs> not a good day for our friend taylor gooch i kind of feel bad i know why in taylor so some weird names some cool people uh but we'll see what happens there not a good name and i don't even see mr cockrack here so can't even make our uh, our fun joke there so if we're, we're punting we have to see has his secret weapon he's not going to tell us you have to go into the wind daily sports discord chat to get it so make sure you go there so you can get it. It's really easy. He's hammered every single one so far. So I'm excited to hear who he comes up with. Now, again, this is a weird field. So maybe you don't have to go all the way to the secret weapon every time. But if you want to be contrarian, you want to play Siwoo Kim, you want to pay all the way up for some guy that probably should be priced in the 8K range anyway, you're going to need to go down there. So Sia, talk to us a little bit about the 6K range. Hold back, of course. But tell us a couple of the other guys you don't mind seeing in, a, in some lineups. So a guy who who was once a secret weapon probably about six, seven weeks ago was Adam Shank. He's probably my favorite guy in this range. Um, I mean, he he measures out perfectly uh, in terms of, again, a guy in the 6K range that has potential, has the upside to maybe even be like top 10, top 15. Adam Shank checks that box. Um, another guy I like, Seamus Power at 6,700. Um, that's a solid play too. Seamus Power has been pretty hot lately. Was he a uh, secret weapon? No, no, he no, was no. never a secret weapon. No. no, you you had me put five dollars on him at like one hundred and twenty five to one in one. Tournament. I think I did. didn't win, but it was still sweet. It felt cool. It might have been like the Barracuda. It was like yeah, some it, was. Yep, it was. Yep, yeah. it was. It was. Um, and then the last guy I'll mention here in the six K range, and this is going to be kind of a a you know one out of ten lineups guy, but JB Holmes is back in the field. He's coming off injury. When, when he had to withdraw from a tournament like three, four, five weeks ago, and he was like actually hot up until the withdrawal. I think he had a shoulder injury or something like that. If we're talking about pedigree, I mean, J.B. Holmes has competed and won like big time events. So for him to be, you know, 6,900 and very under the radar because he's been sort of injured, he's had major sort of health issues over the last year, year and a half. So I think that's a guy worth taking a shot at if you're going down to the 6K range. Awesome. And of course, then there's a the secret weapon, which right again, which we will reveal Bailey. tomorrow. I will reveal tomorrow night on Discord. So make sure you're there, Joel. Who are some of your pun plays? Yeah, I mean there is a high volume of people in this range. So right, it's weird. Uh, That's why it, I thought it looked so big. It is bizarre how deep the just the six and sixty one hundred go. Um, but I'm going to start at the top and, and just to kind of start. I'm going to start at seven thousand flat because I missed somebody from the last thing. Uh, one person to have your eye on is Chasson Hadley. Hadley, I hope maybe I said that wrong. Um, but he's 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 pretty good. Uh, I think he's just a little underpriced for this field, and he actually played pretty well in the last tournament that he was out there. So I'm going to have a few shares of him this week. And then heading down to the six thousand range, um, I'm gonna I'm not going to have too much exposure below like sixty four hundred. Uh, but who I do like up here is is Tom Hogue. If you guys remember. It was it two weeks ago at the Wyndham? He shot like a 61 or something in the first round. So um, he's capable. And again, like we always say, that's what you target for, for DFS is find me the guys that are capable. Like, don't give me the guy that's going to go two under each day and compete. Like, give me the guy that's going to go eight under and then two over each day because that, you know, that's that's one more fun. And two, that's how you score points. Um, another guy in this range I'm looking at is Aaron Wise. Aaron Wise is a good golfer. He's young and he is volatile. I mean, he definitely is streaky. Um, but he's one of those guys that is certainly capable of getting you a top 10. So for a GPP, he's a guy that, that can be in a winning lineup. Um, I like power as well. I'm, I'm definitely with, with, uh, see it there for the reason that he's playing like his recency showings are way above like where he 
either I didn't even know who he was to be honest with you a month ago. So now that I do know who he is, he's every time I see him, he's doing pretty well. So um, I think he's he's in really good form, and he's a guy that is either one up and coming and is just better than what he's getting credit for, or two is just hot, which is either way is okay. We're gonna play him this week, and uh, and the last guy I'm gonna mention for this week is um, Cameron Percy. So this guy's an, an interesting guy. He, again, is another one who's in pretty good form. It, the reason he's really on my radar is because, as you guys know, I'm a big showdown guy. And in showdown, he was popping for the last couple of weeks. So, again, he's one of those guys that's probably better suited for sh- showdown because I don't know if he can put together four rounds. But he'll definitely probably get one good day. So if you are playing showdown this week, keep him on your radar. I love it. See ya. That sound that all sounds good to me, man. And, and I'll tell you what, on Discord tomorrow, not only only are you going to have the secret weapon. Again, this is Win Daily Sports Discord. Um, I'm going to give my first round leader plays and Ooh. my um, overall tournament plays. I think Joel might uh, have some insight there. I know Joel likes the matchups, the pre-flop matchups. I usually take them on the weekend. Like I'll find some on Friday and Saturday to take. I'm sure Joel does too. But we'll have all of that. So if you guys are sports betting, this isn't just a DFS you know company. Um, we got your we got your back with sports betting as well. We have a lot of your back with sports betting because we're about to hop on again to another show to talk about the NFL sports betting. But Joel, before we go, CNI will be back in a second so I can get all his credentials soon. Joel, where can everybody find you on the internet? Find me at Draftmaster Flex, Twitter, on uh, Instagram. I'm there. Message me. I'm happy to help. Happy to help. Of course, Joel's in the Wind Daily Sports Discord too. Don't worry. We love him there. We appreciate him there. Sia, where can everybody find you? At Sia Najad, S-I-A-N-E-J-A-D, and in Discord, and in about XM, of course. a minute and a half, too, and a minute and a half as well. Yeah, of course. Oh, oh, quick, get it One in. One thing before we go, you guys were giving me the S-word for my draft last week on my thing. Yeah, <laughs> we were then, giving you shit. And then ESPN ranked my team as the best team. So I'm just saying. That's a bad sign. Yeah, <laughs> bad ESPN sign. ranked your team ESPN the best. Congratulations, Joel. <laughs> All right. You can find me at Michael Raziel one <laughs> I will be shitting on Joel some more. And for everybody over here at Wind Daily Sports, at Wind Daily Sports, we appreciate you and we hope you make it a very profitable evening. And stick around because we're going to be doing NFL in a minute. Thank you all. Two minutes. One minute. I don't know. Gronk smash. <laughs> <laughs>